Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the former leader of the Proud Boys and three other members of the far-right extremist group are found guilty of seditious conspiracy, convicted for their role in the plot to storm the Capitol and overthrow the 2020 election. Here are tonight's headlines. The men facing decades in prison after a nearly four-month trial with dozens of witnesses. How this case could impact the Donald Trump investigation. Police arrest a suspected serial killer wanted for the fatal stabbings of two people in a college neighborhood. The gunman suspected of killing at least one person and wounding four others inside an Atlanta medical facility has now been formally charged. A fierce debate erupting here in New York City where an erratic acting homeless man died after being held in a chokehold by a fellow passenger on the subway. The feds are going after a Louisiana chemical company. It's pumping a suspected carcinogen into the air in a part of a state known as Cancer Alley. You can stand on your front porch and everywhere you look, there's cancer. Of course. A jury rules pop star Ed Sheeran did not steal from Marvin Gaye's hit song, Let's Get It On. I am not and will never allow myself to be a piggy bank for anyone to shake. Photo exhibit honoring Tyree Nichols. It seemed to be an opportunity to honor him as an inspiring artist and also draw attention to his work and his life.
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. We want to begin with some breaking news right here in Washington, with one of the most serious cases to come out of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Four members of the far-right extremist group, the Proud Boys, including its former president, Enrique Tarrio, were found guilty of numerous felonies, including seditious conspiracy. A federal jury convicted the four of plotting the attack on the Capitol as part of its bid to keep Donald Trump in the White House and prevent the peaceful transfer of power to then-President-elect Joe Biden. They each face decades in prison. The convictions are seen as a major victory for the Department of Justice as part of the largest criminal investigation in American history. CBS's Scott McFarlane is with us here in Washington and is going to start us off tonight from outside the federal court. Good evening, Scott. Nora, this was the longest and largest trial to emerge from January 6th. For four months, prosecutors put members of the far-right Proud Boys front and center that day, saying they did so in defense of a president they wanted to keep in office, even if it meant violence. It was one of the darkest days in American history. And federal prosecutors cast the five Proud Boys as leaders of the mob responsible, assembling a fighting force of 100 members that considered themselves Donald Trump's army. And we fight. We fight like hell. Marching straight to the Capitol that morning as then-President Trump was speaking, some of them the first to break through police barricades. January 6th will be a day in infamy. The jury convicted four of the five, including former one-time leader Enrique Tarrio, of seditious conspiracy, plotting to overthrow the government and several other charges. The fifth, Dominic Pozzola, who used a police riot shield to smash a Capitol window and lead rioters inside, was convicted of obstructing an official proceeding. I promised that the Justice Department would do everything in its power to hold accountable those responsible for the heinous attack. Tario, a one-time aide to Trump ally Roger Stone, was found guilty even though he wasn't even in Washington on the 6th, directing his colleagues remotely from a Baltimore hotel. That night, he messaged them, make no mistake, we did this. Legal experts say Tario's conviction in particular will impact special counsel Jack Smith's probe into Donald Trump. It also will serve to empower the special counsel as he further investigates and potentially indicts others who may be responsible for the other schemes to overthrow the peaceful transfer of power in the 2020 presidential election. During the trial, prosecutors linked the Proud Boys to former President Trump, playing this clip from a 2020 presidential debate. Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. That moment changed my life forever. Proud Boy Jeremy Bertino became a star witness for the prosecutors, testifying the group wanted an all-out revolution and to stop the transfer of power. I think these guys got what they deserved. Uh, You lead an attempted coup and you go to jail. On the seditious conspiracy charge alone, the four Proud Boys face a maximum 20 years in prison. And Nora, so far, the Department of Justice has secured a partial or full conviction in every January 6th trial to go to a jury. That is quite a record. Scott McFarland, thank you. 
Now to some more breaking news. Authorities in Northern California say they have arrested a suspected serial killer after three stabbings over the last week near the University of California, Davis. 21-year-old Carlos Dominguez, a former UC Davis student, is charged with killing a 20-year-old student and a 50-year-old man who was homeless. A woman who is homeless remains in critical condition after she was stabbed through her tent. Police revealed today it's not clear if he knew the victims. The city of Atlanta is breathing easier tonight after the capture of the suspect in yesterday's mass shooting that killed one person and injured four others inside a medical center. CBS's Jeff Begay's reports on how new technology helped police track down the suspect. This is the end of the eight-hour manhunt. Alleged gunmen in handcuffs being escorted to jail, surrounded by police. 24-year-old Dion Patterson was charged with four counts of aggravated assault and one count of murder. Investigators say that he is responsible for a shooting rampage that seriously injured four women ranging in age from 25 to 71 and the murder of Amy St. Pierre. Thank you for joining us. Seen here in this video making a presentation. The wife and mother of two worked at the CDC on the issue of maternal mortality. She worked every day to save lives of mothers and infants. St. Pierre, along with the other victims, was inside Northside Hospital Medical Building when the gunman opened fire in a waiting room. His mother, who'd accompanied him to an appointment, told the Associated Press the former member of the Coast Guard was seeking help for anxiety and depression, but didn't get the medication he wanted. Through tears, she said... Those families lost their loved ones because he had a mental break because they wouldn't listen to me. Last night, police took Patterson into custody in a creek northwest of Atlanta after they say he carjacked a vehicle. Surveillance cameras and license plate readers along the way helped investigators make the arrest. Technology played a huge role, but technology doesn't do any good without people who are determined The suspect accused in the shooting here was expected to appear in court this morning. However, he waived his right to appear. Still, he is being held without bail. Nora. Jeff Begays, thank you. British pop star Ed Sheeran is likely singing for joy tonight after a jury found he did not steal key parts of Marvin Gaye's classic, Let's Get It On, for his own 2014 hit, Thinking Out Loud. CBS's Meg Oliver reports Sheeran said the trial was a threat to all artists who create their own music. Honey now. It was a Grammy-winning mega hit, but to the heirs of Motown co-writer Ed Townsend, it was plagiarism. Ed Sheeran even played a mashup of his Thinking Out Loud in Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On back in 2014. Plaintiff's attorney called that a smoking gun. The jury didn't buy it. After the verdict, Sheeran called the charge baseless. It's devastating to be accused of stealing someone else's song when we put so much work into our livelihoods. If the jury had decided this matter the other way, we might as well say goodbye to the creative freedom of songwriters. He talks about it in an interview airing this weekend on CBS Sunday Morning. It's four chords that get used in pop songs and there's however many notes, eight notes or whatever. And if you just think mathematically, the likelihood of this song having the same chords as this song, you are going to get this with every single pop song from now on. 
like unless it just stops, which I don't think it does because it's a big money business to take things to court. Sharon's writing process was revealed in court as he strummed his guitar in front of jurors. It's obviously cool to have anyone play music in front of you live. We ultimately came to what we thought was the right interpretation of the law that we were given. Marvin Gaye's heirs were not part of this case. I'm just a guy with a guitar who loves writing music for people to enjoy. I am not and will never allow myself to be a piggy bank for anyone to shake. The other side had little to say after the verdict. Even though Sheeran won in court, he still seemed clearly frustrated. On a personal note, he had to miss his own grandmother's funeral to be here. Nora? That's awful. Mike Oliver, thank you. Russian authorities today are blaming the United States for an alleged assassination attempt on Vladimir Putin. The Biden administration calls Russia's new claim ludicrous. The National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the Kremlin is lying. There are questions from the United States on if there even was an attack with Russia's president as the target. Ukraine says Russia staged the whole thing. Overnight, several Ukrainian cities were attacked by drones. We want to turn now to the growing outrage over the death of a man on the New York City subway. The 30-year-old with a history of mental illness died Monday after being placed in a chokehold after witnesses say he was threatening other passengers. CBS's Lilia Luciano reports the medical examiner has ruled the death a homicide. This shocking video shows 30-year-old Jordan Neely in a chokehold with three New York City subway riders holding him down for several minutes. Witnesses say Neely was acting erratically and making verbal threats when a 24-year-old Marine veteran stepped in and held Neely in a chokehold. He doesn't let go until his body goes limp. Former Manhattan assistant DA Michael Bachner. Can someone see someone acting erratically and hold them in a chokehold? Under New York state law, a person can only use the level of force necessary, reasonably necessary, to stop the conduct. Buckner says a self-defense claim may not be as simple for a trained Marine. A Marine knows how to seduce somebody without choking them out. They're taught battle technique. What do we want? Neely's death has sparked outrage and protest, including from officials like New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who posted this tweet saying Neely was murdered. Mayor Eric Adams pushed back. I don't think that's very responsible at the time where we're still investigating the situation. We grew up together in foster care. Larry Smith says he remembers his friend as a talented Michael Jackson impersonator who battled homelessness and the trauma of his mother's murder when he was a teen. Jordan did not deserve this. He did not deserve to get choked out in America. His mental health came from autism, it came from depression, it came from sadness, but it really came from abandonment. The Manhattan VA's office said they're carrying out a rigorous investigation. That includes reviewing that medical examiner's report, which concluded it was the chokehold that killed Neely, as well as the video, any other images and testimonies from witnesses who were there in order to decide whether or not to press charges. Nora. Lilia Luciano, thank you. Tonight, there are new ethics questions swirling around Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas and his ties to billionaire Republican megadonor Harlan Crow. ProPublica reports that Crow, more than a decade ago, paid thousands of dollars in private boarding school tuition for Justice Thomas's great nephew. Thomas has had legal custody of that relative since he was six years old. The payments topping $6,000 a month were never reported as gifts, which Democrats say was required by law. Thomas's defenders say the payments didn't have to be reported because they didn't involve a biological child or stepchild. 
It was previously reported that Crow paid for Thomas's luxury trips and purchased his mother's home. In the small town of Reserve, Louisiana, residents have some of the highest cancer rates in the country, almost 50 times the national average. Now, the Department of Justice is suing one chemical plant, alleging it's endangering the majority black community with toxic emissions. In tonight's Eye in America, CBS's Mark Strassman reports people are scared that every breath they take could be deadly. The house right across from me. Cancer. Cancer. Up and down Lydia Gerard Street. This one right here, the red brick. Mm -hmm. She points to neighbors either dead from cancer or dying. It's almost everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. Just outside Reserve, Louisiana, the Denka Performance Elastomer makes neoprene, a synthetic rubber. One of its components, chloroprene, a known carcinogen, released regularly into the air here. People are constantly dying. In February, the Environmental Protection Agency and the Department of Justice sued Denka, alleging the plant posed an imminent and substantial endangerment to public health. They found chloroprene emissions were up to 14 times higher than recommended. Walter Gerard, Lydia's husband, died from kidney cancer in 2018. Do you blame the plant? I do. Until they proved that they didn't do it, then I will say they did. Chloroprene is considered especially toxic to children. It can mutate their DNA. So take this school, Fifth Ward Elementary, and its hundreds of children within 450 feet of the Denka property. The monitoring stations show that it's unacceptable. Environmental scientist Kimberly Terrell's recent study linked cancer to polluted air in places like Reserve. And it's not by a slight margin. It's like 10 times higher than what would be the acceptable level. Denka calls the lawsuit unwarranted, unlawful, and unscientific. The company says it has already reduced chloroprene emissions by 85% and invested $35 million to reduce pollution. But to the DOJ, Denka hasn't moved far enough, fast enough. Terrell agrees. It's like going to your doctor and saying, well, yeah, I smoke a pack a day, but I used to smoke five packs a day. Gerard recently had a cancer scare herself. How could they knowingly expose us like that and us having this high risk? She feels stuck. If she tried to sell her house, who'd buy it? For Eye on America, Mark Strassman, Reserve, Louisiana. Very important reporting. A heart-pounding moment was caught on camera. A baby in a stroller rolling towards traffic. Wait till you see how this ends. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out. To the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. 
comfortable. Ah. Just 48 hours before the Kentucky Derby, a horse trainer has been suspended and one of his horses has been scratched from the race. This comes after two other horses trained by Safi Joseph Jr. died in recent days at Churchill Downs Racetrack. They're among four horses that have died in the run-up to the race. Track officials call the unexplained deaths highly unusual. A man in Southern California is being called a hero after stopping a baby stroller from rolling into traffic. Watch this surveillance video. It shows the moment a gust of wind sent the stroller with a baby inside heading towards the road. Well, the baby's great aunt falls and she struggles to get up. Just in time, a man you see there, he stops the stroller. The hero, who just had a job interview, gave the woman a hug. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I couldn't believe that video when I saw it. All right, on this Star Wars Day, the late actress Carrie Fisher enters a galaxy of stars in Hollywood. That's next. On this Star Wars Day, as fans proclaim May the 4th be with you, the late Carrie Fisher got her own star on Hollywood's Walk of Fame. Fisher, who played Princess Leia in the Star Wars saga, died in 2016. Her daughter, Billy Lord, accepted the honor on her behalf. Fisher's co-star Mark Hamill, also known as Luke Skywalker, was there. He called Fisher's honor long overdue. We agree. An art exhibition like no other. That's next. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Finally tonight, everyone knows about the violent end of Tyree Nichols' life, but few people knew how he lived until now. CBS's Elise Preston shows us how Nichols found peace through the eye of an artist. In the blazing California desert heat, alluring snapshots tower above what seems to be an unexpected and endless highway. It's such a simple, beautiful photograph. Behind the lens, Tyree Nichols, the 29-year-old black man and California native killed in a brutal beating by Memphis police officers in January. Now, Neville Wakefield wants people to know not how Nichols died, but how he lived. I was struck by this incredibly sort of reflective, calm, beautiful aspect of his life that really we haven't been so familiar with. The photographs are part of the Desert X exhibition in Palm Springs, making art accessible to everyone. Nichols, an avid photographer, is the first artist ever included posthumously in this showcase. A lot of these very tragic deaths begin with roadside stops. So, you know, you have the contrast between the images above and what happens below. What 
do you hope he would have felt from this exhibit? I hope he felt honored as an artist. A photographer's legacy, bridging tragedy to transformation. We all hope for change. I mean, that's part of what I think art can do is change the hearts and minds of people. Elise Preston, CBS News, Palm Springs. Totally agree. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.